DH Family Gaming Podcast. We're doing it live now here on twitch.tv slash Engage Family Gaming. And this week, I'm here live with my very good friend, Linda Roble. How are you? I'm doing great. It's board game week. That's why you're here. It is. You don't normally come in for the video games. That's not that's not your forte. You're like you're not like really. a, you're like a hired assassin. <laughs> we specifically bring you in for very specific things. And so uh, we took last week off. There was just a lot going on. And so we took last week off. I promise you folks, we will not do that super often. What we're not doing is skipping board game week because we've got some stuff to talk about. You and I have actually played some games, which yeah. is, I know that, you have, that you've questioned me on whether or not I have been holding up my weight with the playing of the board games. And today, <laughs> uh, I am happy to say that I have two board games to talk about. So I am quite excited about that. We'll do some quick housekeeping while we let people hop on in. There's new content coming to the Engaged Family Gaming YouTube channel starting this past Monday, so uh, yesterday, um, and it will be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We have EFG Unpacking, which is me opening packs of trading cards. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. I mean, Linda, how many times have you heard me do it in brainstorming sessions? Oh, for quite a while. Probably about a year or more. I did it for a while on our Instagram TV. It didn't take off. And, so, and since we're pushing the YouTube channel, I thought, why not just put it there? So I have in my hot little hand a booster. What do they call these now? They call these bundles. It's a booster bundle of uh, the new Magic the Gathering set, Strixhaven. And very exciting. And so we have like 10 episodes in the can so far. Let me tell you. I am terrified having done this. I am very scared <laughs> of when I eventually buy a full booster box and batch record those over the course of a day because a booster box, Linda, has 36 packs in it. And okay. each video of opening these packs is about 10 minutes long oh of boy. recording it. And I'm talking the whole time. Because, you know, I, I rip it open and I talk about the cards and I give some, you know, tell some whatever, some meaningful analysis as much of that as I can provide. And 36 times 10 is a lot. It's a lot. That is a lot. That's a couple of days. That may be something you break into like 10 packs at a session and then call it a day. I think... I think that's a reasonable thing to do. I actually ended up having to split this this uh, bundle up because my throat was like, what are you doing? <laughs> now, it doesn't mm -hmm. help that I was like slamming monster while I was doing it. Like maybe <laughs> if I was drinking water <laughs> or tea. Maybe. Like, you know, treating my voice with the respect that a professional podcaster should should do. You know, like maybe. So we'll have to get idea. you like the honey and lemon concoction next time yeah, so we'll you can that. have like the nice we'll soothing. <laughs> exactly. But so that's new content over on Engage Family Gaming. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the meaningful analysis after 20 hours of recording. Listen, you know what it'll be like? <laughs> you know what I'm going to this what it's going to be like the last pack of a, of a booster box is basically going to be like day 3 of the NFL draft where it's just <laughs> They're just exhausted, reading off names of dudes from colleges that like nobody knows. And they're like, and they're just saying words. They don't know what they're doing. It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like, oh, check this out. So it, realistically, it's it's fun on a couple of levels. Uh, I really enjoy opening packs of trading cards almost more than I enjoy playing with them. That sounds crazy, but I really <laughs> enjoy just that like dopamine hit of just right. Well, that's the thing. That's because it you don't know what you're going to get. It's that surprise exactly. Exactly. So it's been fun to kind of open this and then show them off to my kids and, you know, talk about them and enjoy. It. So we will talk more about that as time goes on. This is a it is new content. And, you know, we're going to be talking a lot more about collectible card games over the course of this year. We have several people who have volunteered to help create content around those things for us. And Pokemon has never been bigger. Can't find Pokemon cards anywhere. I don't know if you've been dealing with that in the school. No, no they are a hard ban. Oh, they um, are? We're mean. We're mean. Well, at least in my room. I'm mean. Yeah. I, I ban them. Like, don't bring them in. I have kids bring in. I had uh, somebody bring in Yu-Gi-Oh cards, believe it or not. Are they, and I'm like, that's they, cool. Put them back in your backpack. Put them Leave back them in your backpack. I'm so They're mean. Like, I'm like, nope. 
Well, because they can cause trouble. The... Oh, yeah. Especially when they're not theirs. They brought in their brother's pack. Mike. Oh, oh man. no, 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 no. Put it oh, back. Yeah, you, you, you know. Well, the good <laughs> news is your games, you're not even games adjacent anymore. Like we used to no. describe you as games adjacent. You're like in there. You I'm in the mean? trenches. <laughs> Big and time. so you know how important those things are. Like a lot of people see Pokemon cards and assume, you know, maybe not anymore, but like in it, it, there was a time where you would see it and, and it was just like, oh, it's just it's just garbage. But like now it's like, no, some of those things are worth money. Some of those things are beyond the 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 dollar value. Like some of those things are super important. And mm-hmm. the last thing you want is people trading things without thinking about it or having them be a massive distraction. What happened over the course of the pandemic is opening packs of cards on streams has turned into like this big thing. And people are, and a lot of it's because of some celebrities bought very expensive, like sealed boxes of like the original Pokemon set where some of the cards are oh, worth, wow. like there's a Charizard that's worth like, I don't know, like 200 grand or something. It's crazy. Cheaper. And so it's high risk because obviously the as a result, like the boxes are very expensive, you know? And so opening a $20,000 box of cards on a stream is pretty crazy because none of us could reasonably do that. Could you imagine the general if I decided to, to buy a $20,000 box of Pokemon cards? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we could imagine it. It was just we can imagine it, but it will never happen. Y'all, y'all would definitely be helping me pack my stuff. And so, <laughs> but the, the idea is that they did that, and so now it's kind of trickled down to the point where, like at Target, which is where I bought this booster box or not booster box, this uh, bundle Pokemon. There's a sign. It's like you can get one Pokemon product per day. Wow. And they still couldn't keep it in because it wasn't on the shelf. I would have bought a pack so I could have opened it on the stream because it's not supposed to just be magic. It's supposed to be other stuff. And I would have bought a enough, but they didn't have it. So it's just absolutely crazy how this stuff is blown up. But anyway, enough about that. That's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. EFG unpacking. Very excited about that. All right. Let's go around the horn. I'm going to jump in with one thing. We have oh. one more new thing. Oh, I, I would I'm love- trying something new. If you remember, there's a new thing we posted on the Instagrams. I'm trying something new with unboxings. Mm-hmm. While I was away a couple weekends ago, I took a whole lot of photos of Villainous. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing an unboxing video, I ended up doing a series of stills and then putting it together in, in a little short video. So it's a just under a minute. And so I'm think I'm going to try to do more of those, either whether it's an unboxing or just like a show and tell of the box. It's a really neat way to present it in a concise way, because sometimes you don't want to sit for 45 minutes for an unboxing video. You want this is literally a minute to get just a quick overview. Whenever you sent me the video, like at first, before I opened it, I was like, okay, what's this going to be like? The way you sent it to me, you were like, I'm trying something new. And I was like, how do you do this new? <laughs> and so I had my doubts, not in you, but just in, you know, whatever. Right. And trying um, to do something different. It's exactly. been done so many times. And I really dug it. So absolutely. I think we are, you know, we're, we'll, we'll be collaborating on how to get that done. Cause it was an, it was an app. On a phone it was an app. It, it was an so, app. <laughs> so, and I've got uh, another game about half photograph. So it's a neat process yeah yeah no i i am really excited to see that i think that is it's a a great format and you're putting that on instagram and you're also basically kind of taking the reins of the engaged family game instagram because you are so good at it um thank you so um although as soon you know as soon as we like officially did that i started posting on it again but what are you gonna do we'll just we'll just blow up that whole page the the thing that everybody that's watching and listening because obviously this is going to be on podcast services everywhere everybody needs to know we are trying all sorts of new stuff this year putting all sorts of new content and exciting content up on the blog and on twitch here and on youtube and if there's something we're not doing that you want us to do please let us know um because we want to do new and exciting things who knows? So just don't try to send us to Vegas. We've done that once. We're not doing it again. So um, <laughs> true. Right, let's go around the horn. We got work. All to right. Do. Yes, we do We've have work been, to do. We got work to do. Enough with the funny business. Okay. So I'm going to go first because normally okay. I don't have board games to talk about. Normally I show off some new new RPG thing. So I'm going to talk about a game called Nova Luna which is a game from uh, Stronghold Games. 
And I had originally planned to look it up on BoardGameGeek first, but I was dumb, but also I had to go to the pharmacy. So bear with me. Real life happens in responsibilities. Yeah, I know. I had to be like a responsible adult and get medications. Um, like you do. As one does. So uh, Nova Luna is from Stronghold Games. It's designed by uh, UA Rosenberg and Corne Van Morsel. Artist is Lucas Siegman. Uh, it's a one to four players, 30 to 60 minutes playtime, ages eight and up. It's really good. It plays a lot like Patchwork. Okay. In that, you know, basically what you have is this is something we talked about at the American tabletop award game, uh, because this is an American tabletop uh, award winner. It is core component of this game is this awesome moon wheel. And it is a, you have this wheel that has the different phases of the moon with these beautifully painted moons with like faces on them. You know, it's like that kind of art style. And, you the goal is that you are choosing you you set up like a series of tiles around that and they actually fit into slots in that you know center wheel it's almost like a gear um and so you actually are putting tiles in the slots around it and the idea is you use a mechanic that is you know you're essentially drafting from the outside. You're drafting, but it, it, there's some neat mechanics as far as like how you go around the circle and what how you're limited to what your choices are. They explain that in the rule book. But the idea is you're going around grabbing these tiles and they are different colors. And the idea is you are taking the tiles and, put, and building your own tableau by putting the tiles that you choose uh, adjacent to each other. And each tile has uh, a series of challenges on it, more or less where there are conditions that will say this needs to be connected to two red tiles. And so what you need to do is make sure that there are two red tiles connected to it. And if at any point during the game they are, you can take one of your 20 discs and cover up that challenge. And you go throughout the game and the goal is to be the first person to get rid of all of your 20 discs. And so there are four different colors of tiles. And so you're building up this like Tetris-like shape, trying to match up the colors and put them in the right place. It is super cool. It's very strategic, but not... It's sounding. Um, it's, we'll bring it over and we'll play it. Uh, okay. for uh, review and everything. Uh, but it is, I don't want to say it's gorgeous. I mean, it's not really, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a board game. I, I like the art. I think it's cool, but like, it's not, this isn't Saikatsu. This isn't no. Dixit or anything crazy. This is just the, the art fits it. It gave me like some Indigo vibes, just like with the way that there's the circles and the way mm -hmm. everything is just kind of laid out, but nothing gets in its own way. Some games okay. are like over designed. This is not, we played two games today with our three. Oh, wow. Yeah. We played two games today, myself, the general and our oldest actually. Our youngest was not interested. She had other things to do. And by other things to do, I mean everything she could imagine. It was kind of wild. But it was just myself, the general, <laughs> and our that. oldest. And the three mm -hmm. of us played through two games. We played one to kind of learn. And then we just ran it right back and played another one. I really liked it. My oldest it was not his favorite. And I think he might actually enjoy the solo version of this, which is where you are essentially playing against yourself and trying to calculate a score. Whereas I enjoyed the competitive nature of taking stuff that you need that might also kind of harm them. You know, the whole hate drafting thing. Right. You know that I am a fan of that. You do enjoy that. I do enjoy that. So that was fine. The general, she thought that it was a little more confusing than it needed to be. And okay. part of that was just, it was hard to plan ahead because of the way that you collect the tiles. Essentially, okay. there's a little, there's a, a moon standy, which is really cool the way they design it. So there's a moon and it's, it starts the game at like 12 o'clock, right? Okay. And you can only choose from the tiles that are at one, two, and three. And whichever tile you gotcha. choose, you move the moon to that hour. Then the next pick has to be in the following three 
slots. Mm -hmm. So for her, I thought it was difficult to plan ahead. Whereas in games that require this kind of strategy, which is, you know, building tableaus and trying to meet challenges, etc. She really likes to try and play chess where she's trying to play three and four steps ahead, which is something she can do. And uh, the fact that the game really prevented her from doing that mostly kind of caused issues. For me, I can't think that far ahead because I'm terrible at I'm games. the same way. So for me, it was like, okay, I don't really need to think about what's happening on the other side of that board. I can think about what I'm going to try to do and kind of live in the moment. And, you mm -hmm. know, basically I like YOLO swag my way through that game. Yes, I did just say YOLO swag. And I was super comfortable right. just living in my turn, getting what I could do. And my oldest son was like in the middle where he was like, you know, thinking a little bit in advance. Right. And so not I, getting as far ahead as not getting mom. so right. he just didn't try. He was like, you know what? I'm going to try and think like one move ahead. Mm -hmm. The problem we had is that he really liked solving the puzzles. So he was, he kept just telling me what to do. And my, <laughs> and my wife was like, can you let him? Why do you, why, why am I playing against two people? Is this a handicap match? Because he couldn't see her board because we were, you know, I was at the end of the table and they were sitting okay. across. So he couldn't give her the same advice. And so he was very nosy on my tableau being like, well, dad, if you put that tile here, that gives you the you obvious put up, answer. Put up the D&D &D screen. Put up a D&D &D screen just for him. Just for him. Just for him. <laughs> he needs the little caddy. So so that is Nova Luna. It is that sounds very awesome. inexpensive. It's available on Amazon. Let me go ahead and get the where where are we? We're on I'm on Board Game Geek and that will tell me. Okay, you know what? It was inexpensive. The prices jumped up a little bit. It well, is it just got a it became an award winner a few weeks ago. It did. So I'm presuming there will be more printings made. This is Stronghold Games. They're not shy. But right now it's about 50 bucks. I would say this. Okay. It looks like the MSRP is like 40 bucks like if you can get it in okay. that neighborhood i think this is a great buy it's a great abstract game if you're playing with people who like puzzly games i think this is perfect it's got a little bit of drafting i have not played it with the younger set yet i think that's probably going to come down the line but it is it's really cool and the um you know and i i suspect that the younger kids would be able to grasp it too because like i said it's, it's puzzly and um, but this is also one of those games that you really have to uh, read the rules, watch a video and then immediately start playing it. Like, don't try and figure it out. Just start playing because the drafting mechanic in. is tough until you like do it twice. And then you're like, oh, this is easy. Right. But if you try to like talk it through step by step, it's annoying. And the same thing with the scoring, you know, like you just need to watch a video that's like there's and I, we look today there's like three that are under 10 minutes so it was super fast and then once we like took two turns we were like oh this is easy and then it was over so that is nova luna from stronghold games i'm a big fan I'm a big fan nice sounds really cool speaking of board games with similar names you played Noctiluca, <laughs> but you actually took this we've talked about this before ready player mm -hmm. mama in the chat has sung the praises of this game before but you played the solo mode which is not something i've known I you to do so, so i have to say that's it is new i don't typically do solo games part of the motivation to play games with the family is for family time um and it was one of those. So we, as I referred to uh, earlier with the video I had made, we ended up visiting family at a, a vacation house they just acquired up in Vermont. We were there for a long weekend uh, and it snowed 17 inches while we were there. Nice. And so we had a lot of time inside the house. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Um, and also being up in sort of a more, um, not remote because we were near the ski resorts, but the they have the issue that there is li limits on how much internet they can use without it slowing down tremendously. So it also limited a little bit of the streaming and, you know, video watching and such. But we got to a point in the weekend, I really wanted to play Noctiluca and everyone was kind of tired at that point. And they weren't up to learning a new game that had any level of complexity. And Noctiluca is not a very complex game, but there was enough to it that it nobody else was interested. So I noticed it had a single-player version. I said, okay, I'll learn the single-player version. I'll get a sense of the game. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's going to be different playing competitively, but at least I'll have a kind of a sense. It was really fun to play solo. Um, 
so the idea of Noctiluca, it's a very pretty game. And I we've actually recommended it on one of our, um, I think it was on one of the games that are relaxing because it is really pretty. Um, what Noctiluca are, they're a sea creature that are luminescent. So they float around. So it's a sea theme, very, very pretty. And what they've done, um, this is by Z-Man Games, what they've done that's really smart is instead of making little chits and all these little thing fiddly bits to represent the Noctiluca, they use dice, just basic D6s of all different colors. So when you set up the board, whether it's a competitive game or a solo game, you just take this huge pile of D6s and you just randomly scatter them around the board. You have to put four in the inner, there's an inner circle and an outer circle. You have to put four in each compartment of the inner circle, five in the each compartment of the outer circle, but it's supposed to be random on what face is showing on the die and what color is where. So that just kind of scatters it. Those represent the Noctiluca. On the perimeter of the board, there are, looks like stones uh, in the illustration. And so those are like the shore parts where you can stand to gather your Noctiluca. And what's neat is you have two directions. So if you're standing on one point of shore, there's two different diagonals you can access. Okay. And so the idea is that you go around on your turn and you collect all of the Noctiluca that represent a certain number. So you just declare, okay, I'm picking all the number two Noctiluca. And so you go in that diagonal, whichever one you select, and you collect every die that has the number two showing regardless of color. You've got these little jars, you're collecting your Noctiluca, so you have to place them in the jars and there's penalties if you have too many that you can't put in the jars. Um, it was really a fun game. What they did that was very smart for the solo version, the board's double-sided. So the competitive for two to four player, you use one side. On the reverse side is the single player board. And the only thing different is there are numbers in all the places where you put the Noctiluca because they add one twist to the game for the solo variant only. Okay. And there's a, it's the, I believe they call it the tide pool. So every time you collect some Noctiluca, it stirs it up and some of them are whisked away. So basically you have to rant. There's a dive for randomization. You have to clear some off one section. So you're mm -hmm. losing your chances to collect. It just makes it harder. Sure. And it's really neat. Yeah. So that's an element that's in the solo only uh, mode. But no, really fun. I'm looking forward to bringing this to the family and having everyone sit and play. I think now that I've gotten a better sense of the game, it'll be even easier to teach. And it's really a very approachable game. Really, there's a, there's a handful of rules, but nothing crazy. Speaking of single player variants, like I, I've got that Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, and I sat down with uh, my oldest for a moment. We were just we were super intimidated to try and learn it together. And then I said to myself, "Self, this has a solo mode." I could rock this myself and learn it so that then I can teach it because I think I am always better at teaching things that I've al already done. And so I've started to see these games that have solo variants as like an extra like bonus, right? I'm not going to say never. I think the, the circumstances under which I would purchase a solo board game are limited. Right. Like I might buy, I might buy like, a Cyclops themed uh, solo board game or vision. Uh, a vi okay. A vision theme or a vision themed. Listen, Just saying. If, they out, if they put out like a WandaVision board game, I'd probably play that one solo. So I don't think I would ever like buy a game just to play solo under except limited circumstances. But I really do appreciate the games that have that option out there. Number one, because there are plenty of people that would love that and I'm down. But also being able to kind of get used to them, just the feel of the components and just like the basic flow of the game will make it easier for me to explain it. And that's great. So I'm a, I am a fan of that. And I have played Noctiluca. Uh, I played it at Ready Player Mom's house when I visited her well before the pandemic ruined everything. And man, is that game pretty. I remember when they laid out all the dice. I didn't realize how cool it was going to look until they lay, laid out like all these cool translucent D6s. And man, like I felt like the, it was like the prettiest fireball ever. <laughs> You know? I can't. I, I got to say, our, one of our uh, darling friends. I, I as I'm laying it out, I'm like, I keep thinking of our friend that loves fireballs, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Couldn't help think of her the whole game. Our friend Amy, who loves her some fireballs, like this yeah. is the game that makes us think of that. Uh, so that's Noctiluca. Let's take a look. This was part of the 
buying frenzy i had the last amazon sale that oh, it was yeah. buy two for the price of three that was part of that bundle when i got villainous and i got this and i think so this one, one is was. around 30 bucks so uh, it looks like msrp for this one is 35 which is really not bad so i mean it looks like yeah. you're getting it on amazon for a little less than 30 so for this one it's not a huge savings if you have a friendly local game store nearby i would highly recommend you go try and grab it from them if they have it so uh, i want to talk about something speaking so you had small things i want to talk about a big thing all right you got the biggie I'm, and I'm just going to go get it because it's right here. <laughs> I have to be very careful not to knock it over because it's very precarious. Oh, dear. But this is worth it. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Oh, oh come boy. on. <laughs> you come disappeared. On. <laughs> your camera. But the, the, the camera's being dumb. All right. Here the we camera go. is not liking it. Well, it thinks it's a wall. So it's a wall of game. That's hysterical. Look, I'm hiding. This is how cool it is. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let me go in and uh, get rid of the background for a minute. You know what? Uh, so uh, I have. Oh, I'm dropping stuff. Uh, so this is Catapult Kingdoms. Base set is a two-player game, but it can play up to four. You would just need another kit. Um, and the idea is you build a castle. You put the dudes on the castle, and then you proceed to you proceed to use little plastic catapults to shoot rubber boulders at your opponent's castle. And the goal <laughs> is to knock down their castle and then knock their dudes off their bases. And they're basically like the little army men, you know, like the green army men that, that yep. you know, like it's like, like from that. Toy Story, right? <laughs> exactly. It's just like that. Only they're <laughs> knights, so they're standing up. And so right. the idea is you have four knights. Or maybe five knights. It doesn't, you know, you have an X number of knights and you are trying to knock them over. And so, and you build the castle around them. And that's the base game. Then they have siege, which gives you a ballista, which just shoots the things in a different way. There is a mage tower, which gives you a different kind of unit um, and also a different way of attacking. There's a volcano, which it just adds chaos and the difference is with the the volcano those things if it touches a brick it removes it from play so it doesn't have to knock it over so it just if it touches the brick um so that's like and that adds like an element of chaos and then there is a viking longship which is basically just a different game mode where one person is the vikings and the other person is the castle and you can mix and match all the different stuff. My oldest and my middle son went to town with this thing. They loved it. It took a little bit of time for our middle son to like really grok it. Not from a like, how do you play this game? But like to understand the fun in it. Because at the end of the day, you're playing blocks for a little bit and then you're trying to knock over the blocks so that you need to have like that little, you have to have like a reason. This is like a floor game. You know what I mean? Right. I can so totally see that. You are on the floor playing with this, unless you have like a really nice table. Um, I actually think that your counter would be really good for this one. Um, you, you think 90 inches of granite counter yeah, would, work? It would work? Yeah, I think it would. And um, <laughs> it looks, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, this is one of those ones we'll bring it over and let the kids go, go crazy and we won't see them for hours. It'll be great. I think, um, you know, right now it was just a Kickstarter, but it was wildly successful. So I would suspect that this will find its way into other retails, into like the retail arena. So this is, like I said, it is uh, Catapult Kingdoms from Vesuvius Media. And yeah, like, you know, the packaging is just so cool, you know. And th so this is the Viking Longboat. I don't know if I'm going to be able to... Can I even let me take it out of the box just to give you an idea like the scale of what this is? So, this is the Viking okay. longship. I'm trying to not tear the box. Yeah, take it, so be I careful got. with that thing. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, um, there are cards. So, the, that's the other piece is that there are playing there are cards that you have that have different abilities. That so, like, some of them are like you can take command of your um, so like this is the ship. Oh, that's cool looking, and it's got a you know. It's got a rubber band powered ballista and you're shooting and then it's got like these cool because of course it does <laughs> and it's got these cool Little... blue viking dudes which may or may not be coming to a dungeons and dragons game near you oh boy um hope your son is delivering oh, some more oh, components he's bringing me the uh he's bringing me this is what they what a catapult looks like there are rubber bands that you hook so there's some assembly required but the idea is you use rubber band and you just 
and it's nice. it with rubber bands. And here um, comes a rubber band. He's setting it up for you. No, we're good. We're good, bro. Um, and these are some of the Viking guys. Let's just get them out. Why not? We're uh, doing show is, and tell. Why this not? This is bad radio. But for everybody else, these are Dungeons and Dragons sized little mini figs. Oh, those um, are cool looking. It's very cool. That's an idea of the scale. I would say the long boat is probably about, I mean, it's about 10 inches from front to back. And it has a working, working ballista in that it will definitely shoot a rubber ball. Because the, 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 the ammo are basically rubber balls that are molded to look like boulders. But like they're just bouncy balls. This yeah, thing is super rad. Very glad. There are some Kickstarters that I have regretted. And this is not one of them. Like I am excited for this. The the boys had some fun. I am sure your boys will have some fun when we bring this over. Um, we will report back with reviews, etc. as we have more time and also information about where to buy it. Because right now it's mostly on Kickstarter. But, you know, I'm sure that one thing I do know... You can buy it on their website. Oh, you can buy it on their website, which we will put a link in the description. Um, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. This is another one of those it ones really cool. with these big ones. There's lots of people that buy them and then eBay everything. So, and even the core set without the expansions is pretty cool. So, um, yeah. So that's Catapult Kingdoms. Linda, I know you played another game. I did. So. Another game that I was able to get played while we were away is one I have not gotten to play in probably three or four years, and that okay. is Lanterns, the Harvest Festival. So I brought this up. I really enjoyed it when I played it last time. My copy was brand new, still shrink-wrapped inside. And okay. it just because we had played somebody else's copy when I learned a couple of years ago, and we finally got to play it. So what Lanterns is... It is a tile laying game, mm-hmm. but there's a neat twist to it. So on each tile, there are different color lanterns. And as you place a tile, you get colored um, cards that coordinate with the color that matches up to an adjacent color. But also everybody that is on the side of the tile that was placed whatever respective side they're on, they get that color, they get a card, and then you use those cards to cash in. And, um, oh goodness, my mind's drawing a blank. Oh, that's right, you're you're cashing them in to make sets. You're trying to make sets of cards that are either four of a kind, two, um, three pair, or one of each color. Mm-hmm. And those are earning you victory points. So you're trying to collect these cards to cash back in for points. Okay. And so it's really a neat a neat system of every time somebody lays a tile down, there are people that get, everybody gets a card yep. towards their collection, whether it helps them or not remains to be seen. So we did it as a two player game and that was a little easier to manage because you're only watching what somebody else has and trying to collect points. When I played it the first time we played it four player and trying to keep an eye on three other people was really challenging. Um, and you're giving them cards. They need to complete their sets. And, but it's another beautiful game. Uh, the tiles as they get laid out are just so pretty. Um, this is another picture that's going to become, if it ha- isn't already up on the Instagram, coming soon. Uh, I've took a ton of pictures when we were playing games over the weekend, and I'm slowly posting them on uh, the Instagram page just so people can enjoy like one picture every couple days. So those are coming out. But this is another one that's ended up on our recommendation list here and there because it's just a great game for the collection. Yeah, it is. And it is... I this is one of those games that I played with friends. That's how I was, I was introduced to it with some friends who have since moved away. And it's one of those games that I've always intended to bring back into the collection, and I haven't. And I guess now I have a good reminder to do so. Uh, it's available on Amazon. The MSRP for this one is also thirty five dollars. Right. So uh, you can get on Amazon for a little bit less than that. But it should be. This game has been reprinted. This game is not going away uh, because no. it's won a bunch of it won a bunch of awards. It's well loved. It's gorgeous. There is an expansion. There is a two-player version i believe there's even a lanterns dice game is i want to play that one i love when they take a game and make it dice based and i have not put my hands on the dice version just yet but i would love to try that version definitely going to fix that um so maybe we'll get the dice version then we can just swap back and forth if there you go so that is lanterns it is widely available and absolutely 
uh, gorgeous. This is another one of those games that looks so cool on the table. It doesn't look like much in the beginning. Like no, it does. It's understated at the beginning. Yeah, because like you're putting stuff out, but as to- as the game goes on, mm-hmm. you and the pattern starts to grow. Oh man, Chef Kiss! It is so great. Absolutely. So we just went around the horn. We did. We had a, a lot around time. the horn. We went, a, we we went around the horn a lot, and I didn't mention a <laughs> single thing from Dungeons and Dragons. How about that? All right, Unearthed Arcana. We got dragon people. <laughs> They showed us some Unearthed Arcana, which, Linda, you know what this means. You don't know what this means. I'm going to tell you. I don't Um, know what this means. (laughs) We are all but certain to get Dragonlance as an official Dungeons & Dragons setting for 5th edition, which is... Wow. That's a huge repertoire of material. That's a big deal. Um, There's a lot of history. It was this big on the shelf in the bookstore. Oh, yeah. It's a very, very, very big deal. Huge. And it is... uh, It's near and dear to my heart because there's a lot of dwarves in Dragonlance. So suffice it to say that it may be my default campaign setting forever, but we, the confirmation we got is that just more, there's more dragon stuff. So we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks, likely when the book gets announced. Uh, Cause right now it hasn't officially been announced. We're still waiting for the Ravenloft setting, which is coming out in a couple of months. All right. We did our, we did our big work where we made some game recommendations. Hopefully people enjoyed those. Let's uh, normally, this is the part where we would do one of our word fill in puzzles. However, it is getting late. And so we're actually, I'm going to hold off on that for now, but I, but I assure everyone they're coming back next week. I promise. I'm ready. I'm ready. I prepped for the word fill-in puzzle. So I have a thing now. I have a cheat sheet of parts of speech. So when my mind goes blank. No, 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 can... no, no, no. Here's the thing. I don't know if you listened to the. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. And I thank you for uh, going back and having the editors cut. Oh, I definitely. But cause... no, but it's so hard to have your mind go blank. Oh, I, I, your, uh, so, my mind went blank because good. I <laughs> literally said. <laughs> The very, very, very wrong thing. Oh my God! All whenever good. I told human. you, whenever I told you that that was not, I, I, I was just, I'm not even going. It's all good. Um, no, it's all good. I when I heard the director's cut of the podcast, I was sitting in my car on 84, and I was hysterically laughing. Like, okay, like, oh yeah, there I'm it very, is. Very, very wrong. Because you know what? <laughs> and it, it occurred to me while I was editing. So for everybody listening, I told her that "toward" was not an adverb and that it was a preposition and the reality is that is the stupidest thing i have said and i've said some incredibly dumb things well to be fair i didn't correct you either i well because was in a- because you, you were so likely so stunned that i corrected you that, <laughs> well there's that that you just kind of ejected from the conversation we're like whatever steve i'm not gonna fight you because of course towards modifies a verb it indicates the direction in which one does something duh and it hit me as I, you said it i was like wait a minute towards is definitely an adverb and then i was like oh god i hate my life so i fixed it all good so we all make mistakes it's all fine we're gonna come back (laughs) for word word fill in puzzle next week it is it's just getting kind of late let's talk about like the big topic of the week so all right last video game podcast we did we talked about our efg essentials and we actually went through the few changes that we made to the video game essentials and so now it's board game time. And so you are managing editor of board games. I don't know. what Have I given you a promotion recently? We should probably figure it out if you need one. And uh, you're in charge of board game stuff. And so you, Basically. at the same time that your husband and I were going through and fixing the... And when we were going through and fixing the video game list, you went through the board game one. And it was an interesting evolution from start to finish on that project. So why don't you take us all on a voyage, Linda? So really the first step of that process was to make sure that it was up to date with games that are accessible. And so the way we go through it and we make sure ever the links work. So I was basically just slowly reviewing the whole article on the website, going through, making sure every link was fine and everything looked right. And the games were still a reasonable price and accessible. Obviously a game that was originally $20 is now $300. We don't want to be recommending a game that is out of print, hard to get, and just super costly. Um, That's not a good resource to share. So I went through and as I was going through, a couple games came up as the links were broken because they were no longer easily available. And that's something that we'll, we'll check back with those games 
and see because sometimes there's reprintings later on. But at this point, they had become uh, hard to find. So we took those out. There's so many games that we love. It wasn't hard to find replacements for our recommendations. And so uh, one of the games, if I remember correctly, I should have written it down and I didn't. Um, I think it might have been uh, Letter Tycoon that you love so much, Steve. I think yeah. that was one that is now hard to find. Yeah. So cherish the copy you've got. I do. Um, I do. It, I cherish Letter Tycoon. I know you love that one. And um, I, I'm, it, it escapes me what the other one is. I think for future times, we're going to make better notes of this. But what I went through, and we went through what are games that we recommend a lot. And really, the, my process with this game list is there are so many times, whether it's on Facebook groups, whether it's with friends or friends of friends, that they're looking for games for their family, games to share with you know their kids, extended family. And so the kind of the question I was asking myself and asking our team is, what is something we recommend all the time? So I went kind of back to what I've been recommending lately. And the ones we added in are Drop It, and that's by Thames and Cosmos. And that's the same publisher that makes the crew that we talked about last time on the last board game episode. So that's one. And it's that's a great understated game. The cost point, the price point on that is around $30. And it's what's kind of funny is the game looks very simplistic and almost juvenile because it's got primary colors and, and just one secondary color, but it's a deeper strategy game than you expect for what you're looking at. So in drop it. And I know we've talked about it before. You've got a vertical rectangle where you're dropping different shaped pieces in and there's rules on what can touch, what can't touch. There's parts in, on the sides and on the bottom that if it's certain colors or certain shapes, you don't get any points. And all it is, it's, it's this dexterity dropping game, hence drop it. And it's for two to six players. And it's, I'm sorry, two to four players. I'm sorry. And it, it's just a lot of fun. It's very engaging. And the rules are so simple. You can learn it in like three minutes. It's super easy. So it's a really great family game. Oh, absolutely. So that was a perfect addition to the recommendation. And it's actually also won the Parents' Choice Silver Award. So another award winner. Absolutely. To our list. It is. <laughs> um, the... I remember the, the family gamers are also huge drop it fans to like, and you, you and I we're in a lot of the same groups with them. And like, whenever anybody asks like, Hey, what's this game? Can we do this? Like we need a casual game for this. We need this. And the, the first thing they say is drop it, but also this is this thing. You know what I mean? Right. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't on the list initially, but now that it's there and I see the list and the shape of the list, I struggle to see how it will go away unless it just goes out of print because right. it's unique in that it's like a really weird version to connect for, you know, it's got that same energy and it's playable by anyone. It's a fidget right. toy at worst. Right. Like it's true. at the end of the day, if you're just dropping stuff in there and it is very, it is very cool, man, I got to play drop it soon. Yeah. Um, that's a really good one. Um, you're right. And that's the thing with this list is because these are games that we really, really like and we find that we're recommending, it is hard to replace them. And we're, you know, in this case, I wasn't intending to replace any of the games when we reviewed it, yeah. but because I needed to, since there were some out of print games, you know, then it's okay. What, what else is excellent that we just haven't quite made it to the list yet and now has come up. And part of it's also, there's always new things coming out. And yeah. it's looking at what's new, what's really come to the top of the pile, quite literally. Yeah. So we so. have a question in the chat from Mega Mom, EFG super fan. Is Drop It Good for Little Kid Fingers? I know the little kid she's asking I about. I do know First the little hand. kid. Uh, yes. He can play this game. 100% yes. he can play this game. Will he be like the ninja master at this game? Probably not. But actually, maybe. So yeah, no, he could definitely, he can manipulate it. It's the slot that you, because it's, it's. It's like Connect Four in that it's a vertical thing and you're dropping stuff into it. Um, the slot that you are dropping the more or less tan grams into is not super thin. He might have a little bit of trouble with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, good OT he, practice for sure. And I was just thinking the same thing because that pinch grip is yeah. a really good thing to be practicing too. So yeah, no, I'm big. I, I think he would enjoy that and it would be good for him. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
And I think he'd be able to do it also. Like, I think this is going to be like right at his, that'll be right at his skill level. And I mean, I think he'll just like messing with it. Forget the game. I think he would just like making the patterns stand up vertically. Another comment from the chat saying that it's fun for littles. Her daughter, Vivi, played it when she was in pre-K. So, I mean, okay, yeah. it's so this definitely is one of those, range. One of, Exactly. One of the things that the the family gamers talk about, shout out to them. Um, you know, we'll probably have to have them on at some point. Agreed. Is, well, they're doing renovations on their house, so I'm like trying to not I feel that. that yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel that. So he um is they talk about how it ages down and up infinitely. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that I mean again, drop it. Great addition. Um speaking of great additions, there's another one though. There is another one. This one isn't brand brand new, but it's one and it was one of those I was kind of surprised that it wasn't on the list originally as well and that's fire tower and this is one from runaway parade games we got to see it as a prototype what four or five years ago at this point we have seen and this game in just about every stage of its development did and you say they announced the deluxe edition i just saw that it's just so cool to see this how it's grown so that's so cool so fire tower we've talked a ton about it we've already talked about the expansion that they had a kickstarter for and it's just a fantastic game. It is um, listed as 14 plus, but that's because of the toy rating. And by having it 14 plus, it makes it so they don't have to have it approved as a toy for young children. But this one ages down so much. I mean, I would say easily eight plus could handle this without even a second thought. Um, and I know even younger kids have had success playing it. So this is a great game. It is a teeny bit more expensive. Right now it's about 50 on Amazon, but the components on it are just amazing. They're my favorite game components to, to photograph and to play around with. The fire tokens that they've got, the fire uh, gems, I'm sorry, that they've got. They're just, they're fantastic. It's a great area control game. It does have player elimination but if you get the expansion that actually eliminates the player elimination, it just ter- changes your role in the game, which is a really cool component. And the um, expansion is Firehawks. So that's a really cool, I'm sorry, it's Rising Flame that's got Firehawks Rising inside. Flame that has Firehawks Rising in it. Flame has Firehawks in it. Yep, nope, I caught myself on that one. It's been a long day. I've got part of it right. Yes. So I, I the, get it. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. Yes. I mean, their Firehawks are such cool pieces. Um, Yeah, but Rising Flame is the expansion, and it does include Firehawks in it, which are just so cool that they incorporated an actual uh, animal from nature that literally does spread fire as part of their uh, hunting method, which is so cool. But this is just a really cool game. It's one if you get a chance to get it. Um, it's actually absolutely a, a family favorite here. We take it out quite regularly to play. And we'll put so. a link to their website in the chat or in not in the chat, but in the show notes also, um, because I don't think because I think the only place to get it is from them directly unless you um, go to a convention. No, it's I, um, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. No, it is on Amazon for oh, on forty nine dollars. It is totally on Amazon. Okay. okay so bad. I All don't right, know so- if it's a better. It might be a better price at either your friendly local game shop if they've got it or through their, their website. But let me look really quick if my computer will behave and let sure. me look quick. I will say um, this much. This is like in the board within the board game space. This is the definition of an indie board game. This mm-hmm. is a small this is this is a two-person team that made this game. Their dad did the art. Like they this was done on Kickstarter and uh, it is such a cool success story for two super nice folks. So um, Mm -hmm. if you look at, if you look up fire tower and it looks interesting to you, I would encourage you to buy it from them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an abstract game. What do you got? It is. So I'm actually stunned. The price is the same on Amazon. You can buy it through them with free U.S. shipping, also for $49 for the base game, and you can pre-order the expansion of Rising Flames, and that is listed on their website as $26. So really not bad for an absolutely fantastic game. I would just buy it directly from them. Yeah, no, I encourage everyone to do that. Um, And man, it is so cool. There's nothing – the the one thing that I want to get – when conventions open up, like maybe at B-Fig next year or something like that, is I want to get one of their um, – because they hand make these stone the fire bowls, pit. the yes. fire pits to store the fire like gems in. And like I really just want one, you know? 
Like I just, I just want, I just feel like I need to because they make them by hand and they bring them to conventions and wheel them in. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get one. I think I'm going to, I'm going to rock one of those. So rock one of the pile of rocks. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to rock one of the pile of rocks. <laughs> um, what, were there any other changes to the EFG essentials? That was it for the board game one. It was very simple changes this year uh, for this round of uh, review at least, but I mean, I know we're going to be doing this again over the summer. We're going to be re- revisit, make sure that everything's still available, and also be looking at some of these newer games that have come out and just see if it's nudged anything off the pile. So. Yeah, I mean, that's something we figured out on the video game list. When we were done with it, we were like, all right, so what games are on the bubble? Like, what? Right. Like, are there any video games that are like, that are here because we needed to make a list and that we're comfortable kind of moving away? Because I think there always will be, and we'll probably have that discussion with board games. It's like, are there any of these games that are on the bubble that are like ready to go? Um, but you also have the issue of them being out of print. Like, for video games, everything's digital. So, you know, at the end of the day, Access is a little bit different. Yeah, access is a little bit different. We won't struggle with that problem. Um, Whereas Mm -hmm. board games... That's going to be a challenge. And so, yeah, our EFG essentials are locked in for the next four, uh, well, in this case, the next two months or so, because our next content sprint is at the end of July. We'll have a mini one after E3, a little mini one for the video game stuff. But the big deal, crazy one, which this time we can actually do in person. Yay! Because of vaccines will be at the True. end of July. And we are very, very excited. Man, we've all the, the only problem with that is our to-do list is already like to here <laughs> because of all the stuff that we had to cancel the last two times. Right. So anyway, so everybody, we did it, Linda. We did. We made it through. This has been episode 261 of the engaged family gaming podcast i'm so glad that you were here with me linda we had a rough start because i was late but everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode of the engaged family gaming podcast i really so everybody (laughs) i hope you have a wonderful night and a great week we will be back next time for video games with myself and amanda until then don't forget to get your family game on we'll see everybody soon bye bye